was walking through the removable department the other day and saw this Galetti uh, articulator. I don't think most dentists have seen a Galetti uh, articulator before. It looks like something out of Transformers. I mean, it really is, it's kind of amazing when you look at this contraption and everything going on here. It's, it's certainly a, uh, a gorgeous articulator. Um, I mean, I know it's not really practical for crown and bridge cases. Then again, on the other hand, it looks like something from 1908. But it's also shiny and new and uh, gold and silver and, uh, and pretty awesome looking. But uh, uh, it also looks, um, I don't know, just, just kind of odd the way er everything works. But I always like these. I think they're really cool looking. And it's a great way to like show something to a patient. That's not what I want to show you. I was just admiring it as we were looking here. I wanted to show you a, a daytime splint. And um, this is an Astron splint. We, we've you know, uh, seen appliances like this before. I could probably bend this just a little bit right now. And if I had my hot water here, this is another one of those ones where I could just like a pretzel and basically just twist it. And it's got this wire uh, reinforcement here. Um, you know, this is for people who, who want to be able to wear something um, uh, during the day and don't want to have coverage on those anterior teeth and want to have a little room uh, for their tongue. Only goes about a third of the way up uh, the lingual of the anterior teeth and they want to still be able to speak and have something in place. In fact, this Astron material can be uh, made uh, into something like a Gelb appliance, you know, uh, which is a pretty uh, traditional TMJ appliance. Well, I mean, it's as controversial as, as all TMJ appliances are um, in one way or another. It's got the ball clasps and then it's got the, the cast metal arm that goes around uh, the lingual and doesn't contact the teeth at all. And um, most of the guys that I know that use this Gelb appliance use it for patients having a lot of, a lot of TMJ problems. Actually, you know, pretty significant pain. And by keeping the posterior teeth in contact all the time, um, it does help those. It does help people out, and uh, people will get more comfortable with it. But of course, the danger is always that they'll be so comfortable they'll want to wear it all the time, and they can either get um, extrusion or eruption of the anterior teeth, and maybe intrusion. Uh, of the posterior teeth, kind of the opposite of an anterior bite plane. You know, all the things you hear bad about an anterior bite plane, just the opposite uh, can happen here with the uh, Gelb appliance. So again, this one could be heated up, won't bend the same way, obviously, because of the, the cast bar here, but um, can, uh, if the patient has had a little bit of uh, tooth shifting back here in the posterior segments, can be heated up, pop back into place and have them uh, bite together on it, kind of like this appliance too. So a couple um, daytime options. If you're looking for a convenient uh, material, easy to adjust, uh, easy for the patient to put in some hot water and pop back in their mouth if they don't wear it for you know three or four weeks and it feels super tight when they go to put it back in. So a couple nice options using that Astron clear material as a daytime appliance. And then I saw one other thing as well in the removable department that I wanted to share with you. And that is something from the denture department, if we look at a couple of uh, wax rims here for a, a denture case, we've always put the uh, couple of teeth on the maxillary rim. Uh, we do this because we find it's just a little bit easier to uh, get an idea, and it's just a random mold and a random shade. You know, you don't have to read, you or the patient shouldn't read too much uh, into these teeth. But it gives you a better idea when putting it in there of assessing the patient's lip line, and it, and it helps us in terms of shaping the denture. If we can get these first two teeth in the right position early on uh, in the treatment sequence right now. And so when it comes to shaping it, they can be moved out facially for a little more lip support or back or lengthened a little bit. And it's a nice time to kind of combine 
another part of an appointment into this one with those two teeth uh, that are there and really kind of use it as a determination. Obviously, we're going to be probably melting a lot of the occlusal uh, surface of these rims to get the patient's uh, vertical uh, as we go through and determine their uh, vertical and melt that. But the one thing we notice is when it finally comes time to hooking uh, the two occlusion rims together is where we kind of get some issues. And there's a lot of mush bites being taken and other things uh, being taken. Most typically the mush bite. I, I wanted to show another way to be able to uh, to do this in a way that really ends up with some accurate results. So once we feel like we've got the patient's vertical, you know, where we want it, typically what we'll do is um, go in and just cut some notches. So I'll cut some offset notches here with a Bard Parker. And you can see it's just a triangle cut into the wax rim here and the wax rim here. And the same on the upper as well. And I've seen... Um, I don't know, I've seen things like Aluax be put in there and other things, but I just like these simple uh, kind of notches being cut in there. And then uh, we'll take a knife and score that together. And so we'll just take a knife and we'll put a little mark down there so we can see uh, that the patient, when they close back together, this is our way of verifying that it's going to uh, be in the correct position. So it's kind of like when a patient closes into a double arch tray uh, for a crown and bridge impression, and then we look at the teeth over on the other side to make sure the unprepped teeth are together so that the patient's biting down correctly. This is our way to make sure that they're biting down correctly. So we put the um, notches in here and offset them. And then we simply squirt some bite registration material. Obviously this is set already, but we would uh, squirt some unset bite registration material um, in between the rims uh, and have the patient uh, bite together into that bite registration material and then we just want to verify by clearing it. Take an explorer, just take a perio probe, and verify that, in fact, the, the two cut marks that we have there together um, do, in fact, match up. And as long as those are together, we know that the patient has, in fact, replicated the bite for us that they were doing before. Because with no teeth on these occlusion rims, it'd be very easy for them to slide to the left, to the right, protrusively, especially protrusively. And us not really notice it because it's difficult uh, to, there's no uh, way to really gauge that unless we put some kind of mark there so we can tell that they are in fact in the correct position once we have them there. When that bite registration sets and the patient tries to open, usually it will, something will happen. It'll either pop off uh, the lower like that. Sometimes it will stick together and maybe the whole lower comes off and you can take it out as a unit. Regardless, it's very easy after 60 seconds with the bite registration material. Uh, to reassemble this and send it back to the laboratory and really give us some good information. Because we've got a ton of information on here now. We've got uh, the patient's vertical. We've got a very accurate uh, representation uh, of where we want centric relation. And then we've got lip support. We've got tooth length. Uh, we've got all kinds of good stuff on this case when it goes back to the lab now. But we see a lot of doctors just kind of heat up these rims and, and push them together or put some other kind of wax in between the two. And this, the way of doing the notches and then the big thing is putting the line on there as well. We really need to make sure that once we're happy with where the patient is, once we stick something between those rims that they bite down the same way. Uh, with nothing in between here, they'll probably bite down the same way five or six times in a row. But as soon as we put some material in between here and they bite together is when they have the tendency to move uh, one way or another. So putting that vertical line in there and scoring both of the rims is a really good way uh, to hopefully make sure that we record a very accurate uh, centric relation when it comes to these occlusions.